Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to Off The Beat and Track Podcast. I'm your host. I'm Stu Whiffin. It's another week. Therefore, it's another episode. Today's episode is... Oh, mate, he's going to warm your heart, this one. Uh, I speak to Bluey. Uh, he is the main man at Incognito. Um, I mean, years and years and years of phenomenal jazz, funk, soul, dance music. They do it all. Uh, and and we, we, we dig even deeper, and we, we talk about some incredible records today, and and you're going to get to witness a little friendship forming here. There's a little bromance unfolds on this uh, on this episode. Um, you're going to love Bluey. He's an absolute delight. Before we get going on that chat, um, you know the drill. I have to do some thank yous. So I want to thank the team at Blue Murder Club Podcast. They produce this episode. Um, so, uh, so huge thanks to them. And go check out the Blue Murder Club Podcast. Wonderful true crime pod. Um, thanks to Vanita. It was Vanita that put together this conversation uh, between uh, Incognito and myself. Um, big thanks to Scroobius Pip uh, and the Distraction Pieces Network. And always the biggest love and thanks go to you lot for just supporting this pod and being ruddy nice. Um, if you've just joined um, this podcast to check out today's episode with Bluey, um, once you've listened to this track, you need to go and explore the back catalogue because... Um, well, if you like your sort of jazz funk soul, who've I had on? Eddie Pillar, the man that, that set up Acid Jazz. Um, I've had Snowboy. I think Snowboy was even in Incognito for a while. Um, we do mention the brand new heavies. I've recently had uh, them on the podcast. Um, and, yeah, incredible producers um, such as, oh, gosh, who have I had on? Fatboy Slim and Butch Vig. Um, you can hear chats with Leon Bridges, Aloe Black, Chuck D of Public Enemy. Um, there's 500 episodes, so just go and immerse yourself. And while you're over there, subscribe. And, uh, and, and give us a little follow on the socials as well, because we're on Instagram, Facebook, and it's not called Twitter anymore, is it? X. We're over there. Um, if you just search Off The Beat and Track, uh, you'll find us. Um, and... The thing that I always like to shout about, in the show notes, there's a couple of links. There's one to Patreon, uh, and, and that's a, a little sort of crowd support thing that um, I'd love you to explore. And it costs a dollar a month, so about 70-odd P a month. And um, for that, you get to watch all the episodes. I upload all the video episodes 
um, over there, um, you get an access uh, to a huge archive of unreleased episodes, radio shows, and you get to come along to the monthly online Zoom live show where you get to chat and get involved if you want, or you can just sit there with your camera and your mic off and just listen in. Um, but it's a lovely little hangout with with like-minded people, and we just have really lovely conversations. We're doing one... Um, uh, I'm doing one tonight, actually, um, at the time of recording, not at the time of release. Uh, I'm recording one tonight, and we're talking about essential albums in our collection. So it's not a it's not a snotty, kind of snobby, too cool for school thing. You know, I'll be talking about, now that's what I call Music One, because that record was a gateway for me. So, um, yeah, there's no... Uh, there's no indish mindy elitism uh, on these live shows and we'd love you to come along and, and join the gang because it's a really lovely bunch of people over there um, and you can find out about that patreon um in the show notes uh, alternatively just search um patreon p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com forward slash off the beat and track and it's beat and it's not beaten um and also in the show notes the thing called buy me a coffee um if you'd just like to buy me a cup of coffee you can click the, the thing over there and buy us a cup of coffee because well i like coffee right that's enough of the kind of preamble amble amble and we can get on to the top notch chat now and that comes by way of today's guest Ladies and gentlemen, please enjoy Off the Beat and Track podcast with the delightful Bluey of Incognito. It's Off the Beat and Track podcast on the Distraction Pieces Network. It me, Stew Whipping. Okay, we are recording. Bluey, how are you today? I am very good, sir. Good to be with you. Oh, it's an absolute pleasure, mate. It's an absolute pleasure. Where, where are you today? At home. Where's that? In North London. Oh, Stoke lovely. Newington. Lovely. Are you, are you On a brave, sunny day. Are, are you, a sunny day. I don't know whereabouts that, that, that is in London because I was in London this morning and I'm, I'm back out in the suburbs now in, in Essex and it's bloody freezing, mate. <laughs> no, we, we're having a really warm sunny day. Oh, well, you're, you're, <laughs> you're, you're, you're a lucky man. Um, <laughs> Bluey, I've, um, I've, I've got your song track, so I'm really looking forward to... Uh, to talking uh, uh, about them and your career um, and, and what's happening with Incognito moving forwards. Um, but we always start with a track, and I'm going to ask you to tell me the song which you regard as having the greatest ever intro, please. Never, never going to give you up Barry White, the first 46 seconds, that string intro. It reminds me, it's not just a great piece of music, but it's attached to me because... Uh, I was dating a girl, and when I heard that intro, I knew it was time uh, for me to go and reach out to her and get her on a dance floor. <laughs> you know, so, um, so music is always attached, like a photograph album with great memories, and that intro does it for me. And I can't, I feel sorry for anybody who I'm in a relationship with ever since, because when I hear that intro. I obviously go back to that moment. <laughs> I feel like I'm cheating. <laughs> I think there's probably been a hell of a lot of uh, relationships that have been uh, consummated to the sounds of Barry White over the years. I'm pretty sure of that. <laughs> oh, yes. He's, he's, he's definitely contributed to some baby making. <laughs> um, I mean, let's talk about intros and, um, and whether it, you know, you know, whether you've got your songwriting head on your your producer head, um, 
the way that songs and essentially um, and, and the way that people listen to music now has changed so much, um, certainly over the duration of the, the longevity of, of Incognito. Um, and people seem to have a lot more patience, you know, even as far back as sort of 10 years. Uh, and that patience seems to be getting shorter and shorter. Attention spans yeah. are getting quicker and quicker. And it's becoming yeah. reflective in more commercial pop music now. And we're seeing these sort of two-minute songs and, and thing, you know, apps like TikTok being used to, to you know, to, to get music out there. And, and there's a lot of emphasis on getting on the right Spotify playlist, which yeah. I, I yeah. guess is the same as what it was maybe 10, 15 or more years ago of, of trying to get, you know, on the radio and trying to get on top of the pops, et cetera. Um, mm. Do any of these sort of changes and and trends in how people listen to music ever filter through into your creative process? It does and it doesn't, you know. Obviously, you you edit something for radio. and uh, and But now that I've got my own label on this album, I was like, we're going to go out and do whatever intros we need to do. Yeah. Uh, in the past, I felt guilty about doing a big string intro and stuff. This this time, I'm not. Uh, sadly, I couldn't have uh, the string budget because I'm doing my first self-financed album on my own label. Yeah. But intros really are significant. I've known that for a long, long time. In the 60s, I'd hear the opening of a track, and I'd know that's a Marvin Gaye track. I'd hear the opening of, 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 a, of a song by Tower of Power, and just by the sound of the horns and the, what they have on the intro, I knew that was Tower of Power. Earth, Wind and Fire, you give me a, just a little, a little nibble, and, and I know it's them. And that's where I recognize, and I asked this question to Leon Ware many years ago. I said, you know, how important was intros to you? He said, Bluey, one of the things that I like about Incognito, your band, is that the moment I hear the first few bars, I know it's your band. So that's why you've been successful. He actually told me one of the reasons why we've stayed around and been successful and in, in actually being a band that people recognize the moment they hear our music. And I think that's important. It's important to to borrow us from other people and, and, and be influenced by it, but you have to have your own sound, and that's always heard in your intros. Fantastic. You know, I mean, you, you hear that. I mean, this is a perfect example of what we're playing right now with Barry White, but you know, there is no Barry White tune that comes on that you don't know it's going to be Barry. Yeah, you know, and I love that, and I and and I love that even on uh, in simple songs. You know, Bill Withers, I'd hear just the opening few bars, and and I I and I and I'd think that must be a Bill Withers song, and then when it when it happens that. I, I find out about the song and 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 I'm usually right because there is a sensitivity, there is a subtleness about his music and the way that he portrays it. So intros are very, very important. And like you said, we we're we're in a world where time is short. I mean, but obviously I'm not hearing what the world is doing. I've just done a 16 track double album, <laughs> you know, from my own pocket. So you're speaking to the to the guy on the other side, <laughs> the guy who doesn't give a damn except to answer to the calling of his own music. Fantastic, fantastic. Long way that continue. Um, I'm going to ask you for track two uh, to tell me the first song you remember hearing, Bluey, that had an emotional impact on you, please. Uh, I came to England in uh, '67, and 
It was in 1968 that I was went to secondary school, Holloway School, and uh, I was struggling because I was get you know looking like an Indian or Pakistani kid. I, I was being picked on by skinheads. I was ending up in hospitals for beatings. Uh, I, I, I was suffering. And one teacher saw this, that I was hurting. And he said to me, what's your passion? And I said, music. He said, uh, and I didn't have a guitar at the time. He said, I'll bring a couple of guitars in and I'll show you how to play some chords. And he didn't realize that I already by then knew how to play a fair bit of guitar. Yeah. So for somebody who didn't have guitar, he thought he was going to instruct me from scratch. And he had brought in some records. He brought in a little uh, little record player and he brought in a little stack of records. And he said, I'm going to teach you a simple riff, you know, and he put on Through the Grapevine, oh. Marvin Gaye, you know, and I heard that. Dun, 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 what an intro. Dun, 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 dun. And, uh, you know, I, I heard that and and I started to play immediately. And he said, what? You're a natural. Oh, man, you've got a career in music because I was jamming with it in the end. Yeah. And uh, I was putting little lines and, and playing with it. And that was a, a, a moment uh, that really it was somebody who didn't know me realizing my dreams, you know, yeah. and, and and telling me like my grandfather had done when I was five years old, you're going to make it in the music business. You know, don't worry about it. You know, just just be humble and and be ready to serve, and everything's going to be all right. Yeah. And th this guy played me that song, and I when I heard that song, and I heard the voice of Marvin Gaye, and I became a fan forever. It was the first time I'd heard Marvin Gaye in my life, and uh, the production, the sound, and and the, the and he let me borrow that guitar. He let me take that guitar home. He walked me home, and uh, and uh, people like that, people who see you. That's why I spend my life now making sure that I see people, whether it's singers, musicians, kids that need help. Uh, you know, when you you must see them and recognize them. Yeah. And you then your eyes must be open to that. And his eyes was open to me, and I've got a debt to pay because that moment was one of the most emotional moments of my life. Fantastic. And if you had to pinpoint what that emotion would have been, what what would it have been, Bluey? Various things. It would have been, it was confirmation from somebody else that I needed at a time when I was broken. You know, the beatings made me run away from school. I was, I was playing truant every day. You know, he finally caught up with me and the teacher said to him, try to kind of guide this kid. And he was a math teacher, but he had an after school music, little kind of, you know, play music to people. He was a guitarist. He'd play a bit of the guitar and he'd try to get people involved, you know, and I still do that with, with kids that I meet. You know, if I'm on a school trip with kids, I make shakers, you know, I give them paper cups and I tell them find different grains and we're all going to shake something and sing a song together and make a song up. You know, even when we haven't got instruments, you know, clapping and yeah. and making shakers from paper cups, you know, uh, it, it, it stayed with me the way that he was towards me. So that moment was an acceptance. It was discovering soul music that would be my career. And 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 it was in, tying me up with uh, with an artist that would kind of be my Bible, my 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 lessons in 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 in, in songwriting, my you know, my journeys uh, we would connect with Marvin Gaye several times. Later on, I'd end up working with um, various people who had worked with Marvin Gaye, you know, uh, 
and so that journey be, was was an intense moment. I I didn't know what it was going to be, but no, in in that moment, I knew I was accepted. I knew I discovered soul music, my path, my light. It was guiding me towards the sound that I was looking for and creating because up to up till then I could play some Rolling Stones licks, I could play some Beatles songs, but suddenly it was like, this is the this is the journey I want to be on. This yeah. this I didn't know what it was. I didn't know it was Tamla Motown. I did not know that it was soul music and it had a name. All I knew it was this this was my calling. Yeah, you know, and I think. You know Motown, and, and I guess Marvin Gaye kind of really encaptures the, the the sort of the the essence of that that first question I asked you about. You know the intro and and the way that now so many labels and producers are going for that kind of very early Motown, two and a half minute, super sweet, infectious, mm-hmm. perfect pop. You know, yeah. like ain't no man in high enough. Heard it through the yeah. grapevine. And then, you know, I, I think, you know, I mean, famously, I, I'm, I'm sure, like Barry, you know, Barry Gordy, who gets this to this day, not being overly keen on what's going on, and uh, and, and Marvin Gaye <laughs> being like this, because there was, man. There, yeah, there, there was no, he didn't, you know, he couldn't hear them pop singles on there, but I don't think no. he could hear the genius that was that record, and and I, and I really like how this sort of Motown artist ended up being these kind of, yeah. Absolutely, it was the perfect pop factory, and then you get records yeah. like What's Going On. You get records like Papa Was a Rolling Stone that had these huge yeah. long intros that I'm sure yeah. Barry Gordy was pulling his hair out of his head when well, he heard them. Well, the thing is, uh, when you are when, uh, working with with labels and working with people who have the foresight to, to put together a label, they're very important, and Barry was extremely important because of that. But what you don't see is the genius that could be. You know, because you 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 stumble upon getting a hit, and then you want to repeat the hit. Record companies just want you to repeat the hits. If I had a penny for every time a record company said to me, oh, "I like what you're doing, but can you do a song like this?" Of course, you're going to tell me to do a song like this. It's at number one. Yeah. You know, it's like where, where where's the you know? I don't need to 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 be a a a, 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 a genius to know what you're saying to me. You're trying to say do something like this, copy this, you know, because it's successful. But it's very hard for people to allow you the creativity to come up with what is going to be your journey and yeah. and, 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 and and make money for them. Yeah. You know? And uh, I love that I love those accidental moments that happens, you know, it's like Marvin having to fight for for his album, you know, what's going on, yeah. having having to 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 kind of say no no I'm I, I'm I'm not going to use the sax player you give me I like the geezer that I'm hearing in the pub you know he's going to play the sax yeah. on that you know sticking to your guns you yeah. know and as I get older I I become more like that because I've had the the whatever little degree of success I've had internationally I I'm using it to be true to myself. Uh, to myself and the band and and the band uh, the band sound you know to ourselves fantastic blue we've, we've spoke about school quite a lot already and uh, mm. and 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. You know, I, I can only imagine at that time coming to, to, to the UK. Am I right that you, you, you come to the UK from Mauritius? From the island of Mauritius, yes. Yeah, and and to, and to come to the UK, and I mean, uh, the, the the times that you said that you come over here, you know, that the the far right was on the rise, and it was it was a a, a pretty, I imagine, a very yeah. very tough time as you've a sort of. Uh, uh, I'd hear uh, I'd hear the word "packy" and I would run. Yeah, uh, that's all I needed to hear because I know what was coming. It would be chasing bother boots. Boots would be landing raining on my head, you know, and uh, I'd end up in hospital. And uh, and I and I and I ran in fear, but it's amazing how just one art teacher, one friend, one the father of somebody you know who's like you know who, who would see that you hadn't had a meal and invite you to dinner, you know, and these people change your life forever, you know. It's like right now the world is broken, but that's why we must all take it upon ourselves to do stuff individually. You know, if we're waiting to join the masses, it's not going to happen. Yeah, it's not going to happen because we're just going to be hurting with like, how how do we answer this question? The only thing we can do is just to look out for people and do whatever you can. Write a letter, have a conversation, try to change somebody's mind because you think that because you understand that you have a better answer than they have at the time. You know, yeah. uh, so that's that's the only way. And I'm fortunate enough to have music to do that. Yeah. So it's a it's a huge responsibility, you know. Right now, it's a huge responsibility to lift up people's morale, Absolutely. to 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 do what I to do what I do, bring happiness to people. Yeah. Tell me about the song that soundtrack your time at school. Um, the, the song that reminds me of school days is um, there's various like, you know, it's already in the first, it's in, in the last question with Marvin Gaye through the yeah. grapevine because that was me discovering my future. But uh, I went to secondary school and because I'm a child of the 60s, I don't just like soul music, you know, or jazz music, you know, I love folk music, you know, 
uh, I, I, I love rock music. And there's a the Dutch band came out in my whilst I was a secondary school, and I bought my first electric guitar for eleven quid, and they had an amplifier at school, and I met a, a young piano player. It's a, 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 a beautiful human human being, uh, Sylvie, uh, who 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 was um, uh, actually Sandra. Uh, uh, but the the song at the time that was playing on the radio that we used to listen to on school campus was by a, a Dutch band called Focus, and they had a tune and instrumental called Sylvia, and I learned to play Sylvia, and she was hearing me practicing Sylvia, and she said I can play like piano around that, and we can do a gig together, and we did like a whole gig just playing Sylvia. You know, it's like we, we played for about an hour to the to the school. We were jamming and we'd go off into things. And and the funny thing is, he ended up having a couple of little touches of Marvin Gaye in, inside the actual uh, jam that we had because she liked Marvin Gaye too, and uh, and a little Stevie Wonder. But it was mainly around the music of Focus, a Dutch band, yeah. you know, a rock pop band, and. And I'm happy to say that I'm now a friend of Jan Ackerman, that guitarist. Amazing. And and that's the beauty about the music that I followed because people ask me, why do you do covers? You know, that, that was my first cover, yeah. pre-incognito, you know, and uh, I played S Sylvia by Focus. And that, that would always remind me of school days because I always strive to one day meet somebody because I love their music so much and just thank them and... And I've collected these people over the years. Stevie Wonder, uh, Jocelyn Brown, you know, it's like it, it, they've come into my life because, uh, you know, Ramsey Lewis, Herbie Hancock, yeah. you know, all these people that I've loved, I've I've met them because we performed on the same stage or I've done the cover of their songs like Ronnie Laws with Always yeah. There, you know. Uh, so they've become friends of mine and, uh you know, Nights Over Egypt, Dexter Wansel, the same thing, you know. It's yeah. like pe people, they, I immediately have an in with them because I did the cover of their songs. Of so was there any, I mean, it doesn't sound like it, but was there any doubt in your mind what you wanted to do when you left school? Was music the only option for you? Uh, all the time. I've known since I was five. And when grandparents tell you, you look at your grandparents, you're watching music on the beaches and you go, Gran, I want to do that. I'm going to do that. I'm going to play music and I'm going to go on the ships everywhere around the world. Cause I lived in a Harbor town in Mauritius, Port Lewis. And I don't know whether grandparents confirm those things in you because they love you and it, and, and they don't really know, but I actually, you know, anything my grandparents told me that was the truth, you know? So when she said, yes, you will, I just took it upon myself. That was going to be my journey. So when a teacher said, well, you're gonna. I remember a school teacher writing uh, in my school report in the first, in my second year of, of secondary school. You're, you're, because I went to a boarding school and my mum was spending working three jobs to be able to send me to that boarding school. And the, she wrote, "You're, you're, you're wasting your money. Your son will amount to nothing in this life." You know, she wrote this harsh thing, and my mum was started having tears. I said, "Don't worry, she's wrong." You know, and of all the people in my class, I'm probably using the, the she was an English teacher. I'm probably using the, ang the English language more than anyone yeah. in terms of what I do with it. I'm, I'm a poet. I'm a songwriter. 
and uh, and it's been my living and I've taken care of families in, in, including not just my own but other families and and people worldwide with my with my earnings from that that musical education that I've had because yeah. I didn't have a music class only that guy bringing the guitar to the studio that was my only music class in life you know and but the music class came from records yeah. from listening to radio listening to records sitting down God forbid you should have a good record collection and you live down my street. Yeah. Because I'll be in there. I'll be in there. I'll be in there on your floor day in, day out, you know, eating you out of house and home. <laughs> well, look, we're talking records. Tell me the first song, you, uh, the first record you remember buying from a record store. At Tottenham I Road, I bought Layla by Derek and the Dominoes. You didn't have to because, even think about that, did you? That was no, straight there. No, that's that's <laughs> right. You know, the B-side was Bell Bottom Blues. I can even tell you about the B-side. <laughs> and uh, and that was a special moment because as a guitarist, uh, I my cousins had taken me to the Isle of Wight and I'd seen from very, very far away Jimi Hendrix play. Then I'd, they'd take me to the West End and, I'm, and I saw him in a record shop jamming in the basement of a record shop wow. uh, just uh, in the West End. And uh, so the, the actual old rock scene was, and and the, the, the melodic side of the rock scene was really, uh, you know, when you come from, from the 60s, you're listening to as much Cosby, Stills, Nash & Young as you are Stevie Wonder. Yeah. You know, it's as important. You know, it's like the journey of uh, of, of of various music. You know, Joni Mitchell and uh, and Rufus and Shaka Khan live alongside. You know, and for me to find out that they're best friends because I, I went on to work with Shaka Khan. Yeah. You know, and she told me about her relationship with Joni Mitchell, and I'd always explained to people that I love music so much. I love the music of Joni Mitchell as much as I love the music of Shaka Khan yeah. and Rufus and, and unknowing later on when I started working with, 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 with Shaka, she would tell me that I'm a dear, we are dear friends and we see each other and we speak and we, 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 we collaborate. I thought that was magical and it, it's, 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 yeah, it's truly. Um, a lot of the things you've said, so, like even early on, you were saying that, you know, you'd hear, you know, just a, a, a smidge of, uh, you know, of a Bill Withers track. You knew it was a Bill Withers track. And, and you know, you said the same for Marvin. Um, having, like, I, I don't think that that's that common. I, I, I think, you know, that shows, uh, you know, a, a, a real insight and, and attention to something, you know, maybe not on the sort of surface level that a lot of mm. people, did you, a lot of the general public mm. would listen to music, you know, on, on, a, on a very yeah. kind of, you know... Uh, not as I'm trying to find the right words to describe it, really. Not not as in depth and and as yeah. as insightful as how maybe you was hearing music. Do you think sort of having that fascination of and and vision to hear straight away like something and, and being able to identify via the sort of sound of the production? Do you think that was already sort of carving out a road for production for you like early on? Oh, definitely, definitely. I mean, you've hit the nail on the head. Uh, I would listen to the thing that has made me successful is not that I'm a great guitarist, not that I'm as uh, I, I, I am a super songwriter. I, I'm able to do the, these things to the best of my ability. But what has always made me, uh, uh, 
a, a good producer is that I could hear the possibilities from other records and 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 that, that I took it on as not just the joy of listening or the background in the background this was like you know this was the inspiration information as Shaggy Otis puts it you know this this was this was like the stuff that I needed this was my bible this was my uh my blueprint in life every time I'd hear something that caught my ear it would be like you know I remember going to do an album called Beneath the Surface in America and I worked with an arranger who'd worked with Miles Davis and other people Bob Belden and uh, he'd worked with Herbie Hancock and various people you know it's like it was an amazing arranger sadly passed away too young but uh Bob um was arranging the strings for for this album for me and uh, we and I was in in this little space. He he slept in a tiny room just full of records with a little hole in the wall that he snuck snuck into. You know, lit a spliff and go to sleep, and then come out and just l- listen to records and write scores all day long. That was his life, you know. And I and 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 I and I loved to go into that little den. And I was in this little den with him, and he was saying, "How do you hear this section?" And I sang him this this little line. He says that reminds me of something and uh you know i thought yeah uh, i i don't know i sometimes i listen to music and i and and i'm and i'm stealing little parts that and i'm not, i'm unaware that i'm doing it you know uh and uh and he recognized it as being uh, uh, a, a, a song uh by chicago that i was singing and i didn't even know the title and uh i'd mixed it up with uh then he heard the end line that i was singing and he said wichita lineman oh. and and i said yeah yeah that's exactly that's the sound that i want he says i understand i understand everything that you're trying to say so being having that dj mentality having that re- you know your record collection that's why you can communicate to people you know that's why when you play something at a party people mm-hmm. love it because you know who they are and you know what you're playing. Yeah. You know, you know who you've got in front of you. So I'm going to touch your heart because I'm going to take you back. I'm going to open up the, the memoirs. I'm going to, I'm going to be a photograph album while I DJ for you, you know, that you're going to open up and see your past, you know, Beautiful. and, uh, the, and that, that, that has always been important to me. And he said to me, uh, that that's, that's the best kind of communication he could have from an artist yeah. because, you know, we immediately we've cut corners. And I know where to go because yeah. you know what you want. Yeah, what a moment! It's uh, it's, it's it's surreal, Bluey. Like that track. I've done over five hundred episodes of this podcast now, and and the Wichita lineman, the amount of people that that reference that record when when mm-hmm. talking about something beautiful music. Wichita lineman gets thrown in the mix so often. Yeah. What a record it is! I'm not surprised. It's a beauty, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's 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 a moment of perfection. It's a moment that you know, it's it, pe- people who don't even listen to a certain type of that listen to only a certain type of music yeah. or have it in the background. The moment if they don't know the name, you, the moment you play that, they go, "Oh, I love that song." Yeah. The amount of time I've been in a room and put that on, and they don't even know what the title is and who the artist is, and they 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 go, "Oh my god, I love that tune." <laughs> so good, so good. Well, look, let's um let's ramp the beat up a little bit from uh, mm. from from uh, uh, Wichita Lineman for for track five, and I'm going to ask you to tell me the song that soundtrack your years clubbing, please, Bluey. 
Now, this is an important question because it also tells you why incognito is incognito. Okay. You know, because I'm not just a musician. I'm not just a songwriter. I'm a clubber. You know, I like to go out. And sometimes the worst people you could have around you in a club are musicians. Yeah. Because they analyze everything. And they, they, and if the track comes on that's just, just got a beat that's going around for too long, they're, 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 they're looking for the, for the change and it doesn't come. You know, that's because they're not dancers. They're not on the same journey. Yeah. And, uh, but I remember being in a, in a little club in Soho, a little club that only existed for a short while called clubs, club seven. And, uh, and I remember Royers running away came on a 12 inch version and I was just mesmerized. And I just immediately wanted to throw shapes on the dance floor. <laughs> You know, <laughs> so I got out there and I was supposed to be helping out at this club. I was supposed to be picking, c collecting glasses yeah. for a few quid. And that was, that would pay for my entry fee and also give me a little, a, a, you know, a, a, some fish and chips on the way home. Yeah. You know, that's, that's, that's all I, I was after. But, you know, and if I was lucky enough to make enough, I would go straight into Chinatown and have, and have, and have some fried rice and a, and a bowl of soup. Fantastic. A chicken sweet corn soup, and that was my that was my Saturday night. It was my Friday and Saturday night taken <laughs> care of, you know. And when I heard that, I I I I had to be some and my 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 brother in law who ran the club had to tap me on the shoulder and say, "What are you doing?" I said, "This is I have to dance to this. I'm sorry. I'll go back to work." He says, "No, I'm feeling you. I'm going to dance with you." <laughs> oh, lovely, love it. Love it. And, and so it's Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Has clubbing been important like from, from the, the days of Roy Ayers moving sort of through and, 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 and throughout the 90s and that? Was clubbing always a place that you would kind of look towards to see, you know, movements in music and, and fashion and style and, and, and 
find out about new producers and such. But yeah. is, is Club in a good place to go and kind of uh, research? Totally. Everything that you've just said, everything you just said, you know, Nights Over Egypt, that's where I discovered the, the, the arrangements of Dexter Wansel, the, 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 the way that he arranged the voices. And, uh, you know, you can go back to a bunch of stuff always there here and that. I heard that first of all in a club. I, I, I didn't, you know, I, I didn't um, find that in somebody's home or in a record collection in a record shop. I heard that in a club. And uh, when, when I heard it, I felt, Oh, you know, I didn't realize that I would be, this would, this would be so much part of my life later on, but I'm not surprised because of the of the impact it had on me you know um i remember being at the caravan of dreams in that i think dallas texas texas and uh, i was having some food and i came out of the, the 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 restaurant and go walking towards the the venue which was in the same yard and uh i was approached by the the organizers and said you have to say hello to some people who have been there for almost an hour already they're at the door it's a family and uh and i and i said who, who is it he said, we don't know they're just waiting for you they want to meet bluey so as i walked to towards the door this the kid the youngest kid from that family ran up to me and held onto my legs and went thank you thank you uncle bluey thank you for our house I said, thank you for our house. What's going on? And I and I, and I was just saying hello to them. And uh, uh, um, and then uh, the, the 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 father stepped towards me and 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 said, you don't realize who we are, do you? I said, no. He said, I, I wrote the lyrics, the version to Always There, you know, Mister Mister Allen. And I said, oh my goodness. Thank you so much for, for 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 greeting me this way. And he said, "No, no, we just wanted to thank you because you doing that version of Always There saved me. I had to get a regular job. I was out. Now I'm back songwriting. Amazing. It's paid. For, it's paid for my house, and uh, and uh, and we built a house. And I have a studio at home, and I'm writing again. You know. And so the impact of you know my my story with music is is just like if you spend time with me you'll realize that nothing is an accident nothing is serendipitous yeah you know me da dance music was was really really important and it led me to that moment in the future but if you go back five years old i'm on the beach in mauritius and i'm sitting with my grandma and my four or five years old so they, those are my first memories you know there's no memories before that i'm on the beach and people the, the people who plant sugarcane come come from across the road where you know, where and and walk towards the, the the beach and 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 have a little drink and and sit and and they rub oil on each other and soothe each other because it's hard work they're broken they have a little something to eat some people unwrap little little banana leaves with food in it you know with, with biryani rice and they heat it with their hands and and they're sitting there then the musician arrives with a with a drum with a single drum called the ravan they start to play and then somebody takes a bottle and 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 a fork and ding 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 and and the and and the broken bodies are suddenly mended they start to rise 
and the women lift up their skirts and and entice the men to come to dance with them and the men come through and they kind of lower themselves and down by the ladies and and and, and suddenly the dead come alive yeah you know and i realized the impact of dancing you know and when i'm clubbing it's spiritual yeah because i go back to that moment you know when i see a dance floor when i see when i see one of my tunes in our first few bars and i see people already going woo and throwing their hands up in the air because they've heard that rise to always there david morales version and i'm connected with that and i feel and i'm back on the beach i'm back to being five you know Absolutely. and it's like and it's it's something that has started from from young so dancing is really really important sadly my days dancing are, 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 are numbered because I've I've got osteoporosis and uh, and 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 I find it really hard. And very soon I'm going to have to be sitting down. I can't. I won't be able to carry the guitar. I'm trying to do my best. If I can get better, I'll get better, and and I'll carry on. But you know, I'm a soldier, and I've got this. I've got music in my life, Absolutely. so I'm okay. You know. Absolutely. I'm sorted. I'll just now enjoy making people dance rather than dancing myself. <laughs> Wonderful. Blue, we've spoke about Mauritius a lot. So for the next track, um, let's go back mm-hmm. there. Tell me a, tell me a track that, that reminds you of home. Tifrere. Uh, he was like, he's, he's, a, he's, he's no longer with us. He was, you know, uh, the, the one that kind of really created the Sega music. The, the 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 raw um you know he's the father of the musical uh, the music uh, heritage of, of of the indian ocean where my where my my little island is and he, he his songs were about you know simple songs about making people happy you know one little two little pieces of uh, 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 a, a, a skin of a goat and two little pieces of wood, you know, speaking of drums, you know, creating yeah. a drum is all that I need to make you dance. You know, it's like those messages, you know, they, they, they fascinated me, you know, because when I first heard and La Cocabri, you know, which is uh, one goat skin in Creole, okay. uh, you know, and I, and I, and I think, you know what's he, what's he singing about the the goat for? You know, and then I realized it's the drum. You know, it's the yeah. you know my uncle, my grand would, would would and my uncle would explain to me that's how the rava and the drum is made from stretching the skin, and, and then all these connections would be kind of flowing. You know, and uh, so the music of Tifre is um, uh, uh, is the where I, what I go back to you know anytime and papitu is this this tune's called papitu fantastic bluey for your last track um this is an opportunity for you to to tell our listeners um about a track that you think they may not have heard that you'd like to tell them about okay um there's you know you there's so much new music because i buy new music every day I, I drive i drive my missus crazy because i've i've, I've spent you know like all my earnings on 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 purchasing music um but sometimes you know it's not just the famous people that you meet and 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 what's being played on the radio and what's already been exposed to you through your fan base sometimes it's it's somebody that you don't know but they live they're right next door to you i i'm in a studio in uh, east london where there's you know it was an old warehouse that's been converted into several studios 
and and there's this sweet guy smiling, you know, sweet smiling guy, you know, with 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 dreads looking at me and and and, and kind of smiling every morning. And I thought, oh, I acknowledge this guy, you know, smiling back. And then, uh, you know, over a coffee, I be, we we talk at this little cafe just outside the studio. And he says, "Oh well, I've got I've got a room in in here, and I'm making some music." I thought, "Oh yeah, one day you know, come by and we say hello." And uh, and he and I, and I took his name, and he and he wrote to me, and I still hadn't heard his what what he was up to. And uh, I was doing a series of shows for um, I don't know if it's okay to say this, but I was doing a series a series of shows for Apple Music as a DJ. I've 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 got uh, over a hundred shows. You know, uh, Bluey Groove Velocity Radio, and um, and I, I, when I as soon as I heard his music, I I played it and I gave him an, an inter, a, a worldwide uh, st- st- stage by just playing his music. Um, it, he he's such he's such a sweet guy that he wasn't kind of putting himself forward. You know, he was playing down his talent and his skill set. And uh, when I found out that, you know, the, the music of Aaron Taylor, um, I was blown away. And I, and I still am. His missus sometimes sings leads for uh, on shows with brand new heavies. And I met her and I didn't realize it was his wife. And he said, man, I, I, I'm Aaron's wife, you know, after a show that we'd done with Incognito and brand new heavies. I said, oh, my God, I, sh- I, I should have known you are Aaron's wife without being told yeah. because you have that same sweetness that he has and that same kind of like hold back, don't kind of show off, you know, and, uh, and this is a track that I, th- I think must've been inspired by his wife that he wrote. This is flowers. It's a wonderful record, mate. It's a wonderful record. And the, the sound of it, like as soon as I heard it, like when, when I got sent you, you, your songs over, I was, I was going through them and, and, and and I'd never heard of him before, and and it was it was it was lovely to get to explore it, and and that track, it really took me back to kind of late seventies cameo, like there was there was there was definitely that kind of feel to it. Do you know what I'm saying? I totally understand. <laughs> I totally understand. There's a there's there's a funk and a sweetness to it yeah that is kind of like innocent and and it was it wasn't something you're going to hear on on you know for all the masses but it kind of if you're that kind of person and if you have those kind of reference points it's going to speak to your heart yeah. straight away yeah, you know to me and you you know we come we cut from the same stone so yeah. You know that would touch our hearts. I'm glad that I picked a song that you didn't know because that was in the question. Something, yeah, something that absolutely. people may not have heard. So, so I hit the nail on the head. Perfectly. <laughs> I'm, I'm super happy because <laughs> I love, I love this guy, and I want the world to hear him. Well, they will because, um, well, we, we'll help with that because we put together a little Spotify playlist, Bluey, to accompany the podcast, so people can go and listen to all of the records that we've spoken about. Um, Sweet. And, uh, Sweet. And, and obviously we will put some incognito music on there as well. And so so what is going to be happening for the rest of the year and into the new year with, with incognito? What can people expect? Well, on, in three days' time, we drop our brand-new album, which is a double vinyl, uh, 16 tracks, because I realised that our fans was coping without incognito for two years, and I thought I'd give them 
two albums one in one <laughs> and and uh and as i was self-financing it i didn't have the record company saying that's far too many tracks you need to make it shorter give us an edit no here it is in all its glory with all the musicianship that i could put on with all the presentation of the young voices the people that are coming into my life new 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 faces and natalie duncan cherry v and some of the old guys that that have been with me for a while yeah francis hilton tony Monreal and and the likes and and it's really now time for me to go out I, i've been i've been touring as much as i can since the doors got reopened but now i've got an a new purpose i've got this new album and I want to tell the world about it, not just to glorify our music, but to kind of open doors for the the the, the, the wonderful t- British and European talent that's on 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 display. Oh, that's fantastic, Bluey. I wish you all the best with that record, and it's been an absolute delight talking records with you today, mate. Thank you so much for giving up your time. Absolutely, love talking to you, Stu. What we must maybe chow have, have some food and, and and a drink and carry on this conversation because i felt like i was speaking to a brother that i've known for many many years oh i'd love Thank that you. i'd love that that would be wonderful i'm gonna press stop now but don't go anywhere oh mate what a chat uh what a lovely lovely man um we chatted longer um after that we'd, we'd press stop uh I'm going to head up to his studio and uh, and hang out and and have a coffee with him um, because he was absolutely delightful. Um, go check out um, Incognito. Um, go check out the new music. Go check out the old music. Go check it all out and uh, and go check out the the playlist um, that we've put together to accompany this pod. Just search on Spotify um, for. Um, incognito off the beaten track guest playlist uh and just check out um some of the records that he's spoken about the the roy airs track is off the scale and if you've never had that barry white track go check it out and obviously there's some of bluey's music over there as well um and while you're over there why not subscribe to um spotify as well because that's where all the playlists go uh, as well as all of my little playlists that i do just to soundtrack my own little dog walks and runs um all right, well, I'll be back next time. Uh, as mentioned at the beginning, um, if you can support us over on Patreon, it'll cost you 70p a month, and that would be amazing. I appreciate there's a, a cost of living crisis going on, so no pressure. But all I do ask is totally free, is wherever you listen to this podcast, Spotify, Apple, Acast, wherever you listen to it, give us a little subscribe and, uh, and give us a follow on uh, the social media platforms. And, uh, and if you've got any guests that you'd like to hear me chat to, if I've not spoken to them already, um, drop me a message on the socials and uh, and I will reach out to the guests and see if we can get them on. Okay, I'm back next time. In the meantime, uh, look after each other, uh, be nice and uh, love. Bye-bye.